Yo, what's going on, YouTube? We are back with another video, and we are here. Unfortunately, Mike couldn't be here, but keep him in your prayers. Uh, he'll be back eventually. The whole gang will be back one of these videos, but I'm not alone. I got my guy, my road dog with me, Landon. Landon, how we doing today, big dog? Uh, doing great, man. A lovely weekend. Another lovely week of football. You know, it's finally here. We actually got a preseason game a few days ago, a Hall of Fame game. So that means, you know what that means? is from the time that preseason game is played, every single week we will have a football game of some sort until the middle of February, till after the Super Bowl. So football is officially here. It's officially back. Colts are back at training camp. My guy was there at Colts training camp. So we'll definitely get into that a little bit. But, yeah, man, doing great. Hey, man, that's good to hear. We're definitely going to get into that. We're not going to hold you guys here too long because we know – training camp is underway as of right now of this video and you guys want to stay posted but we're going to talk about a few things that you might have missed that we may have missed and we're going to share that and we're going to go ahead and talk about it but my experience at the training camp before we get into it it was the first week uh, uh we mentioned it a little bit me and mike in the past on the live stream but this is a video it was a pretty dope experience it was my first time going to a training camp i met a lot of people i've seen pat mcafee when matt when mcafee walked into the facility it sounded like Stockholm music went off in my head, and you just felt like Pat McAfee was in the building. He had his black teeth, uh, black tank top, and his jeans like he wears every other week in the videos on the podcast. And he was just, he just had that aura when he walked in. It was so dope. I, I wanted to go ahead and say hi, but you know he was busy doing him, so it was pretty dope to see. I seen Chris Ballard in there, um, Tom Pelissero. I met on the shuttle, which was pretty dope. Gary Brackett walked in towards the end of it. But, you know, seeing a lot of guys and a lot of talent out there for the first time, I've met a bunch of content creators out there, too. It was a dope experience. And, you know, I was there for the whole Anthony Richardson 55-yard bomb to Alec Pierce off of one back off the back foot, throwing it on a run towards the left. The crowd went nuts. I tried to go nuts, but I wanted to keep my composure because I was there for business. But I know if my dog Landon was there with me, he would have went crazy and he would have made me go crazy, too. But. It was it was it was a surreal experience because it's like something you would see on Madden. You see all these guys talk about, oh, this game is trash. Nobody's doing this in real life. I dare you to go watch an Anthony Richardson training camp highlight, and you're gonna be like, oh, this is realistic. <laughs> so, but the game has a lot of faults. But Anthony Richardson is definitely a video game type of player because the things he does is just unnormal. It's not it's not even heard of. This dude is freakishly athletic. And it's dope to see. And now that we're going into training camp discussion, I'm going to ask you, Landon, they just posted a clip yesterday with Gardner Minshew and Anthony Richardson being mic'd up. A lot of people reacted to it. Shout out to the production team behind that. That was a pretty dope experience. You know, I was a little emotional because you know I'm a big Gardner Minshew fan. What was your reactions to that clip? And how do you feel so far about Gardner Minshew and Anthony Richardson in training camp so far? Well, so my first reaction was um... – He's so much bigger than everybody else with Andy Richardson. Cause you like, it's just so funny. It's like just the two completely different guys. Like you put Gardner Minshew and Sam Ellinger was in that clip and you put them right next to Anthony Richardson. And they don't even look like they, they play the same position. Like Gardner Minshew looks like the guy that's a quarterback. And Anthony Richardson, Richardson looks like the guy who's trying to sack the quarterback. Uh, but uh, sure enough, I mean, yeah, it's it's great. And, like, their relationship, man, just seeing two guys who are in a competition just constantly hype each other up and 
you know, Noel's saying iron sharpens iron, and these guys are really going to bat for one another. You know, you see them high-fiving and fist-bumping whenever one of them makes a play. Um, that's great. And these guys, actually, you know, they have a relationship going back even now, even before the draft. They train together before they were teammates, um, you know, before Richardson was drafted here and Minshew signed here. They were training together down in Florida. So it's cool to see that relationship carry over now into the building. And both those guys um, really root for one another. And I think Minshew is going to be a fantastic addition to this team, even, you know, even if he doesn't end up starting, you know, the experience that he has in this league. And if he does end up playing football, like, you know, he's going to go out there and give you everything he has. And, you know, he's been really accurate in training camp. Like that's really just stood out and that's to be expected because he's coming into a Shane Steichen system that he's been in now for, this will be his third season in this same system working with Shane Steichen. So he already knows the ins and outs of it, the complexities, the little nuances, he knows how to hit guys with timing and in rhythm and, where the ball's supposed to be and, um, you know, what speed the ball's got to be, the velocity, whether, he, you know, it's more of a touch pass, whether it's more of a bullet, whereas Anthony Richardson is now just, you know, a few months in, the, you know, learning this offense. And so that's something like he's going to have to learn is, you know, when to take a little bit off of the ball because you've really seen it. I know you saw it live in training camp. His passes, man, like they're coming in hot. Like he's he's a guy like he will get you the ball and it will get there quickly. Um but just part of that learning process is learning kind of when to take some of that velocity off more of, you know, the touch passes, learning the timing and the rhythm of this offense. And that's something that Gardner Minshew is phenomenal at just his game in general and uh, having a guy like that in the building to help Anthony Richardson with those areas. Um, yeah. It's, it's invaluable. So I love the clip, love seeing them. Kudos to the, the team there, production guys that put that together. It was some really great stuff. Absolutely, absolutely, man. Like I said, training camp, you know, it was it was it was lit. It was a dope experience. Uh before we go ahead into our next topic, I will say definitely huge Gardner Minshew fan. I've been a Minshew fan ever since he was in Jacksonville. Colts fans might not like that, but hey, take it with a grain of salt. I always rooted for Minshew to Jacksonville uh to Indy for a very long time. My dream came true. And you know, he's one of those guys, he's a fifty fifty guy. When he's on, he's on. If he's hot, he'll figure a way to figure it out. But like Landon said, having him as a mentor to Anthony Richardson that he's known before the draft. And you even seen it from the clip. He's talking about how you're going to have good days and you're going to have bad days. But the only thing that matters is getting better. And that's something you will want to hear, especially from a guy like Minshew. And it's just dope to see him, a QB whisperer like Shane Steichen and Anthony Richardson all together in one season, figuring it out, trying to get the best out of Anthony Richardson, which is the main goal. So that's pretty dope to see. Uh, I would like to also mention, you know, seeing the maniac back, we're going to go ahead and talk about Shaquille Leonard now. Uh, seeing him back out there on the field on a thousand, I would say what I <laughs> what I was at trading camp. It's a competition landed between who's the loudest on the field. It's not just Anthony Richardson. Tony Brown happens to be the loudest person in that facility, and he was on a thousand. I don't know what pre-game or pre-practice he takes but there's two fields in the indoor facility there's one field on one side and then there's bleachers and you know the other field but tony brown was literally running left to right left to right just yelling just amped up just hype and shaquille leonard just being himself turned up like his freaking wild card playoff he's just on a thousand locked in focused adrenaline rushing like full speed content he he was definitely 
looking like himself out there, which was pretty dope to see. Uh, what are your thoughts about Shaquille Leonard so far in these training camps and how did he look, you know, recovering from his injury? Yeah, well, I mean, I've shared my thoughts on Shaq here numerous times. I've uh, been on the train that, you know, everybody's, you know, worried and counting him out. And that's the that's the guy I'm not counting out. Like, you know, I've, I would state many, many things on him, you know, pulling through whatever adversity he goes through just because that's who he is. And, uh, yeah, so it's been phenomenal seeing him. I actually – thought he's doing more than what I even, even I expected, you know, because they came out and they were like, Hey, we're going to ease him in here. And, you know, we're just going to take it day by day with him, not throw too much at him. And like, he's almost been a full go. Like, I mean, he's going participating, you know, in pads, hitting 11 on 11, seven on sevens. Like he's going through the full thing. And um, from all the reports and people that have been down there and everything I've heard, like, He's Shaq. Like, there's not really any difference. So, I mean, you're seeing some of that in- instinctive plays and um, him going out there and making plays. And, yeah, I mean, if you've ever been to a Colts football game or a Colts training camp or practice or anything, the way he acts out there is no surprise. I mean, like, that guy is on a 1,000, like you said, I mean, just nonstop. Like, even on even on game days, you know, you'll watch him on the sideline and he's hyping everybody up and hyping his teammates up and – getting onto the field and I mean yeah it's he's so fun to watch man he's he's just a different level of player and he's a different level of person too and I think that's kind of why I've been so bullish on him coming back to you know being himself and getting back to that all pro level is just because he does have that intensity where like no matter what he does whether it's game day rehab practice like what no matter what man that guy is attacking it like full on so um, super excited to have him back. He's the heartbeat of this team, like not just the defense. I mean, the whole team of the locker room of this organization, he's the guy that makes everything go. And to, to get that back, like they missed that a lot last year. Like they, they missed him a lot and to get a guy like that back. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's special for sure. A hundred percent, a hundred percent agree with you. It's very special, man. He's a phenomenal talent. Of course, we never, we're both like maniac truthers. We won't doubt him. Like I said, we've seen him play on 50%. So, even, yep, there you go in the back. Yep. So, even if he's on 50% and he can still go, if he can move, he's going to play. So, I mean, he's himself and he has that intimidation factor. Regardless of what anyone says, if you see the maniac on the field, he's going to make you second guess just because of how good he is. He's an all pro, he's a very good talent. So, no matter what, we're going to get out of him. Him being on the field is a, definitely a morale boost, and it's going to boost the confidence of that defense, especially pairing him with two guys that had a good season last year in EJ and Zaire. is definitely going to be something to see moving forward. So congr- uh, I'm so happy for Shaquille to be back out there on the field doing what he loves. Uh, another person that's been out there, uh, even though he's lingering with the injury, Kenny Moore has definitely turned a few heads in training camp. He had a few good spurts when I was there. He had a, a few good plays out there as well. He's looking like himself, which is a good thing to see. And your guy, Josh Downs. Josh Downs has been having a really good training camp going out there with Anthony Richardson and even Gardner Minshew, definitely having some big plays. What's your thoughts so far about hearing, you know, Kenny Moore's progression coming back to his natural self and your boy, Josh Downs? Yeah, well, it's exciting, you know, to see Kenny. And, you know, there's those reports that came out early on in the off season that, 
you know, he really kind of sat down. They got a he had a really big heart to heart with Gus Bradley and Chris Ballard this offseason about where he saw himself in this defense, his role, um, how he thought he should have been utilized and stuff, because last year was not not good by his standards. And he realized that. And um, so now you're getting a guy that is fully bought into this Gus Bradley defense. You have a coaching staff now that is going to be using him in the proper way that fits his strengths, which is really what it's all about. And you're getting, you know, a reinvigorated, ready to come out, produce Kenny Moore. And we all know that whenever that guy's game is on, then, you know, he's one of the best nickel cornerbacks in football, if not the best nickel cornerback in all of football. And uh, having a guy like that get back to that level, hopefully this season, it's a big boost for the defense. And um, especially for this DB room, which is just so young and like they've obviously had injury issues, you know, you know, across the board there and just having that guy there for not only on the field, but just off the field is going to be a huge thing for this season and for this young group of DBs. Um, as far as, you know, my boy Downs goes, I mean, it's no surprise. I'm not surprised in the least. Uh, he's going to, he's going to go out there and show out. He's going to get open. His routes are crispy. That's what he does. Um, the guy's just – he creates separation at just such a great level. And his footwork is impeccable, um, even for just such a young player, you know, like to come into the – you know, coming in to the NFL, there's usually just this huge curve for younger receivers whenever they're learning their footwork and their ins and outs and their breaks and, and just how to really use leverage against NFL DBs. And he's a guy that was just so elite at that in college that that learning curve is just not going to be as big for him coming into the season, um, you know, his rookie year. And that's a positive. And anytime you can get a guy like that, um, you know, I, I believe he's rooming with Anthony Richardson right now. The roommates, they're developing that chemistry. Those are my two guys in the draft. So um, to see those guys really form that bond um, moving forward is, is going to be special, man. And look, man, area 51, we're taking off. Like we're going into space, baby. And, you know, it's uh, y'all can either strap aboard the, the space shuttle and go with us, or we're going to leave you on earth. Um, I, I'm hyped for downs, man. Like I, I was so hyped for my guy. He's, he's a, he's a monster. He definitely is, man. Hard off a height when you look at a guy like Josh Downs, man. Might be the littlest guy on the field, but he can get open so fast, man. He's just so talented. I'm happy. Not only that, like he gets open fast, but man, like you'll see too, like as training camp goes on and during the season, something like he excelled at. I mean, like at an elite, elite level in college was 50-50 balls and like going up and getting these balls. So, like, yeah, like stature-wise, he might be small. But, like, that dude will moss somebody. Like, he will go over you. He might not be able to body you up like Pittman can or like Pierce can, but he will go over you, and, he, like, he will come down with that ball. Oh, yeah, man, 100%. Speaking of Alec Pierce, we got to talk think. about Alec Pierce and Michael Pittman. Alec Pierce, I feel like this guy is about to take another leap this season after what we're seeing so far in training camp. Like, and – we're, I'm saying this personally because the quarterback carousel we just went through and what he has right now is completely different. Because I think Anthony Richardson, out of all the quarterbacks that Alec Pierce has so far, might be the best quarterback for Alec Pierce. So I think we're going to see a huge leap 
and you know progression with Alec Pierce because Alec Pierce is already a dog with lack, lackluster talent at the quarterback position. And this is no disrespect to what we had at the quarterback position. We appreciate you for your services. But this next talent that we're about to get with Anthony Richardson is going to open up this game even more. So I think Alec Pierce is definitely going to have a better season than what his previous season was. And, you know, with Anthony Richardson, I just think this is going to be a very good pair moving forward. And then when it comes to Michael Pittman Jr. and his contract extension, how he's just going to play the season out. It's going to be a big year for him, too. Let me get your thoughts on both of these receivers, Alec Pierce training camp and Michael Pittman Jr. contract talks. Yeah, so as far as AP goes, like this is a guy that his game is like tailor-made for a guy like Anthony Richardson with a big arm. And really, whenever you're going into your rookie year and you're evaluating receivers, like you're not really going to have the consistency – you know, of every game, like where these guys are just going out and producing. Like, I mean, you're, it's very rare unless you're a talent like a Jamar Chase or, you know, guys, you know, Justin Jefferson, like those type of guys, but those are like special, special, you know, guys that you don't see come around very often. But um, Alec Pierce, man, like what you're looking for his rookie years, you're just looking just to see the potential and like, you can see, what he can bring to the game and you're seeing those big splash plays and, you know, going for the touchdowns and just ability to take guys deep. And so the next kind of progression for him was, like I said, that when I was talking about Josh Downs, like you're, you're looking at a guy that wasn't quite as, you know, nuanced in his route running as Josh Downs was. So he's going, he had a much, much bigger learning curve as far as, you know, using leverage, how to get in and out of those breaks and, you know, how to break down those routes and, you know, really just become more of a all around type of a receiver. And there's no one, there's no one better to learn from than Reggie Wayne when it comes to that stuff. Like Reggie's one of the greatest route runners in the history of the NFL. And um, whenever you have a guy like that teaching you and you, you give him just this immense ball of clay who has the size and the speed and the catch radius and the hands and can already come in and just take guys over the top, no matter like, no matter what, like you can just have that guy out there, you know, 10, 11 times a game, just tell him just, you know, go. <laughs> uh, so then, you know, now that he's kind of, like you said, taking that next step where that route running has become a little bit more nuanced and his footwork's gotten a little bit more better, like a little bit better. And, um, it, you know, it's time for him to take that next step in his progression. And you saw those flashes in your rookie year. So now you're just focused more on adding a little bit more to that game and really just becoming more consistent when making those plays. Um, and Pitt with the contract extension, man, like he's going about it the great way, uh, you know, the right way and how it was intended to be gone about. But at the same time, He's got a little less pressure on him than, than some of the other guys who we'll talk about here in a minute uh, because the wide receiver market is just enormous. And whenever you're a wide receiver in today's league, you know that no matter what, like whether it's by the Colts or whether it's by somebody else, like no matter what, he knows he's getting paid next year. And um, so there's a little less like urgency there for him because he knows eventually, like he knows he's going to get paid. He knows he's going to get a deal. 
we'll see what happens, whether it's with the Colts or not, because they're, you know, much like I said with the JT stuff, like there's just a strict evaluation mode. Like they want to evaluate these guys in this new system with a new head coach, with a new quarterback coming off a four win season. They want to see like, you know, where are we? And like, is this guy going to be worthy of, you know, 20, 22 million dollars a year because it's a significant investment in wide receivers and if the Colts aren't going to give it to him somebody's going to give it to him Uh, especially with the wide receiver market next year there's just you know he's going to instantly say what you want about Michael Pittman you know as as Colts fans and we know for whatever reason there's a a huge portion of this fan base that thinks he's just not this elite guy um, which to me is just silly because everything points to him being another like a legit number one guy in this league um, but he'll, you know, just right off the jump next year in free agency, he's going to be a top five receiver on the market. Like no question about it. And somebody's going to bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly. When you place your first wager at bet MGM, simply download the bet MGM app and sign up using code champion 150. Then Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Give him a huge deal. And we're all hoping it's the Colts. We'll see what happens with that. Um... I am of the stance that they should probably just go ahead and try to get a contact extension worked out, um, you know, while they still can, but um, it's just wait and see. So we'll wait and see what happens with Pitt, but yeah, he's going to play. He's going to play hard. He's going to give you everything he has out there and uh, he's going about it the right way. And and I greatly appreciate it. And that's also, a, you know, from his perspective as well, like his dad was an NFL running back. So he's known the business of the NFL since he was, you know, a kid, since he was growing up, he knows that at the end of the day, if you go out there and ball, you're going to get paid. And if you're a wide receiver, especially like you're going to get paid. So that's all he's got to do. As long as he just shows up, goes to work, has a good season, money's coming. A hundred percent, man. Couldn't have said it better. Um, But, you know, talk about the contract situations. We got to mention, you know, the Jonathan Taylor situation. It's a little sticky, but it looks like they're starting to, you know, get a little on a calmer side of the spectrum when it comes to this negotiations. You see, at first he was just in the hoodie. I seen him there at the facility. I didn't even notice him at first. And Luke was like, oh, there's Jonathan Taylor. Cause I was, oh, I didn't even see him. He was just hugged up in the corner with his hoodie on, hands in the pocket, not being fully active. But um, as you can see, he's starting to get a little bit more talkative, dapping up Anthony Richardson. And, you know, he's starting to be more at peace with the situation, which is a good thing to do. You know, everybody, we're, we're here advocating for everybody to get paid. But we know how tough it is at the running back position, especially when it comes to these deals, because we've seen so much success from other NFL teams where they didn't have to pay the top guy at the running back position to be successful. And it just, it's, it's hard for Jonathan Taylor to try to meet ends, especially with the deal he's asking for. 
from my personal opinion. And then you look at the type of running back and running style he is with the Shane Steichen offense. It's like, how is that going to pair? You know, how is that going to work out? We hear rumors about him being hurt, which is not true because he turned those down. But then you look at him coming back off of these injuries and then his expectations of what he wants in his contract. It's like, will we really want to pay him right now? Or would you want him to play out the season to see if he's going to be fully available for this contract extension? So I totally understand the way out of Neb not wanting to do that. But it feels like he's on a better terms that he's more, you know, vocal and wanting to be active and probably going to play this season, which is the greatest idea to do anyway. So we're looking forward to seeing what he's going to do. But the Colts did not waver the moment. They seen an opportunity to strike in the offseason. They got a guy running back, Kenyon Drake, who played for the Baltimore Ravens, who had a really solid season, in my opinion, as well. Uh, I know a few Ravens fans that wanted him back, but he was available on the market. And, you know, the Colts took the opportunity and going to get a backup running back in Kenyon Drake, who I think could be a solid fit. And he could do both, in my opinion, as well, receive and run. Uh, of course, we still got Moss and those guys in Jackson, but adding Drake to this running back room is a pretty much an upgrade, in my opinion. So I want to get your thoughts on the uh, Jonathan Taylor situation and then the key and Drake signing. Oh, boy. Um, if I had a dime for every time I had to talk about JT. Um, it's just it just kind of is what it is, you know, and I know that's kind of just a weird way to put it, but this is a situation where in a weird way, like both team, like both parties in this are right. Like they're right to have the stances they have because Jonathan Taylor, as we know, has been the engine of this team and the, in this offense for the last, you know, better part of two years. Um, Everything's been on his shoulders to carry the load. And for the most part, you know, the second half of his rookie year, all of his, you know, second season. Unfortunately, the injury happened last year, but he's he's done it at a high level, at an all-pro level. And he's watched all the guys around him, Quentin Nelson, Shaq Leonard, it happened with Grover Stewart. I mean, it's it's happened with multiple guys on the roster where they've got paid the third year, you know, going into the final year of their rookie deal, they've gotten paid. And so – for them to ask so much of him and for him to perform and he's been nothing but, you know, a, a good soldier, basically, you know, he's, he's done what he's been asked to do. He's done it at an elite level. And for him to not be afforded the same opportunities that those guys were given, even though so much more has been asked of him than some of those other guys, then uh, yeah. I mean, I can understand why he's frustrated, why he has the position he has. He, I think he's a hundred percent right to feel the way he feels. Um, because the Colts have constantly stated that we take care of our own. If you, you know, if you play good, if you do what you're asked, we'll pay you. Um, even Chris Ballard earlier this year, you know, there, you know, when he was asked about the running back position and JT, you know, he said, you know, you pay your best players, you pay your best players. But when it comes time for them to negotiate the deal, they don't want to pay him, you know, right now. So, I understand why he's a little miffed, but at the same time, I also understand the Colts side because the Colts side is you have a new head coach. You have a new quarterback. You're coming off a four win season. You're coming off of injury. Um, you know, like we want to evaluate before we hand you this huge deal. We just want to see where you are at this year, you know, and if you just go out there and you perform, 
like JT performs, if you just go out there and just have a normal, like typical JT season, which is Pro Bowl, all pro level running back season, which he's definitely capable of, we'll take care of you. That's their whole stance is like, if you go out there this year and you perform, we will take care of you. We will give you your money and there's no issues. So that's where things stand is, you know, one side wants the money now, one side wants to wait until after the season. And um, unfortunately for JT, uh, the Colts hold all the cards in this. And, you know, this is what we said, you know, when I last spoke on it on the show, you know, a couple of weeks back was, you know, if they want to, they control his rights for three seasons for this year and then two more seasons upcoming. And um, really the only options he has is he can set out and lose a ton of money. And for a guy that's made, I think, $7.8 million, you know, through the that full rookie deal, um, whenever you're getting fined $50,000 a day, that adds up very quickly. And that's you know, that's before taxes. So that's $7.8 million before taxes, before insurance, before agent fees, before everything. So he doesn't, he can't afford to set out. He can't. And the Colts know that. And um, although they've preached before that, you know, go out there and play and we'll pay you. Um, I think he's just a little miffed that he's the guy that now they're trying to like set the example with on, on this and really the whole running back market, you know, is just kind of down. And I think he, you know, fairly for him or not, you know, once Saquon didn't get his deal done, once Josh Jacobs is still hasn't gotten his deal done. Um, once those guys failed, it unfortunately fell on his shoulders to be the guy that resets that market. And, um, you know, it more is looking more and more likely that that's not going to happen. Um, the same way it didn't happen for the other guys. So uh, we'll, we will see how this plays out, but I fully expect, you know, I think with the agent drama, the Twitter drama, Jim Ursay's comments, um, all this kind of stuff, you know, I think both parties were just a little too heated. It got a little too personal and it played out in the social media space, which is never a good thing. So I think both parties just needed to step back, take some breathing room, like, Hey, let's, get our bearings back and then like, let's just see where this goes. So if things hopefully have calmed down enough, hopefully they'll continue to like just kind of level out. And once Jonathan Taylor's activated, hopefully he's out on the field, same old JT and uh, we'll, we'll see where this takes us. But yeah, it's just unfortunate because I said, I, I think I understand both sides of this and, and they're both valid points from both parties in this. And whenever you have two sides that are this convicted in, in, you know, or this said in their convictions and uh, are both correct. Like it, it's just kind of a hard thing. You know, neither side wants to kind of back down some. So uh, we'll, we'll see how this goes, but I fully expect this to end with JT being a member of the Colts this season. I don't think they're going to trade him. I got a text message even the other day, you know, even just checking in after the Stephen Holder report, you know, that, you know, you know, there's teams that are interested and stuff like that. So I texted one of my guys and he said like unequivocally, he's like, yeah, they're not trading him. Like it's, it's not happening. So um, I will say he did also say like, unless, you know, something crazy comes in, like it's going to take like a crazy offer. Like somebody's offering first round picks then. Yeah. Like there, yeah, there's a, who knows what it might happen, but yeah. Out, outside of that kind of scenario. Yeah. He said the, he's not going anywhere. So um, at this point, his only option really is to play. And I, and like, I do expect too. if he goes out there and plays well and has a great season, then yeah, like they'll, the Colts will absolutely try to pay him, you know, if 
that is still in the car, you know, and you know, if he still wants to be here and if not, then we go through this whole situation again next season where the trade request goes through and we'll see if they want to move him or not. But um, yeah, hopefully everything just calms down. JT is able to be out there on game day with Anthony Richardson, creating a dynamic attack and uh, we all get to have fun and JT hopefully will get his money. Like what I don't understand really about it. And I don't want to ramble on here too much. I'll just kind of end it at this is like the Colts still have 19 million in cap space to me, like just kind of like good faith would be like, look, JT is absolutely, I don't think anybody will argue. Jonathan Taylor has absolutely outplayed his rookie deal. Like 100%. He has outplayed what he is getting paid. So while you still have some cap space, um, you know, I don't see why it would hurt to throw him like an extra like five million, you know, make his, you know, way he's making nine, ten million dollars this year. Um, you because know, it shows him like good faith, like, hey, they do value me, they do recognize the worth that I have and what I've put into this franchise and what I've provided. But at the same time, you're not guaranteeing him this huge money long term until you're able to see kind of what's on the field. So I think, you know, to me, that's just kind of been more puzzling is you know, they do have the funds right now to go ahead and do it. Um, you don't have to give them a long-term extension right now at this moment, but if you are able to negotiate in good faith, and um, I know I had some comments yesterday on the post I made about that, where I was like, well, if you do that, then every player is going to be whining and it sets a precedent, you know, for other players that are unhappy. Like, well, if I just complain or request a trade, they'll, you know, they'll just give me more money. And to that, like, I think it's a, that's, not even remotely the same because unless you have produced at an all pro level, like, you know, he finished second in offensive player of the year. He was sixth in MVP voting. He was the best running back in the league. And unless you've produced at that level at your position, you're probably not going to have any legs to stand on if that happens. Cause they'll come in and be like, okay, well, were you an all pro? No. Did you finish in, you know, national media voting for MVP and offensive player of the year? No. Okay, then there's nothing to talk about. It's not the same situation. So, um, yeah, it's uh, just something I hope gets sorted out soon. And because I, I love JT, I love what he means to the Colts, I love what he means to the city. Like, he's just been such a great person just to even have represent your organization. And this is just such a weird vibe from him that we've never remotely thought we would ever see. Um, didn't even know it was in there. So, um, we will uh, we'll see how that goes. And um, yeah, as far as Kenyon Dre goes, I think it's just a camp body, honestly. Like, I think it's, you know, the Deion Jack. I think this has way more to do with the Deion Jackson training camp injury that they just needed bodies in there than I think it has to do with anything remotely related to Jonathan Taylor. Um, I don't think it has anything to do with JT. To me, it's just more, um, you know, once once Moss got hurt, you know, it just kind of. They needed somebody in there, you know, for camp and for preseason and to see where it goes and just for competition purposes. Um, so we'll kind of see now if it comes out because we don't know the details of the contract yet. Now, if it comes out, they they signed Kenyon Drake to a three year, $50 million deal. Then, then yeah, maybe our tunes change. We'll see how that goes. But uh, <laughs> I don't I don't expect that to be the case at all. I think this is just more of a, I think I might have said Deion Jackson to begin with. Did I say that? Yeah, it's not Deion Jackson, Zachary Moss. Um, I think this has more to do with the Moss injury for training camp and preseason purposes than it does for anything JT related. If anything, 
you know, all jokes aside, it's Jake Funk season. I don't know what you guys know about Jake Funk, but he happens to be the fastest running back on that roster right now as Jonathan Taylor isn't there. From what I've seen, from my eyes, that dude is fast. <laughs> so I am all for Jake Funk seeing some snaps uh, besides Deion Jackson because I love Deion Jackson. But, yes, 100% agree with you on the Jonathan Taylor situation. We would love to see him in the Indy jersey still to play football because we love Jonathan Taylor. Um, you know, so if not that, Jake Funk, the, the floor is yours. Uh, but, you know, the last topic of the discussion before we head up out of here, you guys also share your thoughts in the comment section. Like and subscribe on all platforms. Um, one guy that pretty much turned ahead for you, Landon, before you go, I just would like to say we might have the same person before you say this, but I'm going to let you go. Uh, who is one guy that we haven't mentioned all day that stood out pretty much so far in training camp? Well, to me, it's going back to the running backs. Let's go back to the running backs. Evan Hall has been a monster. He has looked phenomenal um, in in camp. And, you know, for him, like I already thought he had a good chance of being like a, kind of a third down uh, Austin Eckler type of a guy. You remember when Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler were that double-headed uh, monster there? And that's even going back, you know, I think Shane Steichen, you know, was part of that with Melvin Gordon and uh austin eckler so um i think he had a very good chance of filling that role but like the way that he's looked running between the tackles and being physical along with his ability to run routes and catch passes like he has turned a lot of heads from a lot of people i've talked to like to the point to where they're like okay this guy might actually be hard to keep off the field and if that's the case and jt does decide to set out and evan hole comes out there and performs like this might be an all-time backfire move from Jonathan Taylor if Evan Hall goes out there and just, you know, if if you're willing to set out and, like, he goes out there and takes your job and performs at, like, a, you know, high level. So, yeah, there's a lot of a lot of people that have been really impressed by him. And um, another one – I'm just going to mention Anthony Richardson apparently is – so he's – He's doing second team reps this year. So Gardner Minshew's taking the first team reps in this practice session. Um, but Anthony Richardson, no, it's nothing bad. It's actually good. Anthony Richardson apparently has been on fire to start camp so far uh, or to start this session. He's running with the twos. He's five of five with a touchdown, which included a huge run and uh, some really nice throws as well. So apparently he broke off a big run. He's five of five passing with a touchdown. Um and Alec Pierce apparently just caught a big touchdown from Gardner Minshew. So we were, while we were talking about AP, there he goes. Um, you know, there he goes. Showing yeah, I, love out, so. I love that. Yes. But as far as a, another player that really has stood out for a lot of people, it's uh, in the defensive backfield. And – Go ahead and say it. I, I keep, yeah, like I keep, I keep getting messages. So, um, Darrell Baker Jr. has um, really turned a lot of heads. So, he's been running with the ones while Juju Brantz, you know, has been out. Darius Rush has been out with some injuries. Uh, so, he's been running with the ones and like he's had a lot of really good pass breakups. He's staying with guys, he's staying disciplined um, in his coverage and stuff like that. And he's been really impressive to a lot of guys uh, to the point to where even the coaching staff has kind of started noticing like, Hey, like there might be something there with this kid. Cause he's, he's sticking with a lot of, you know, I, I know he had a big pass breakup on Michael Pittman the other day. 
Um, he's played some really good reps against Alec Pierce as well. So this is a dude that, um, you know, he's got some length to him. He's got some, some good speed. So if, if there's something there, they could have, they could have a diamond in the rough there with Darrell Baker Jr. And um, with, with him performing well against the ones. So yeah, it's not even like he's going up against backups. Like he's, he's turning heads going up against the ones in practice. So uh, that could be a huge boost to this DB room that they sorely need uh, right now. And um, hopefully we'll get some good Juju Brent's news today. Hopefully he goes out there and does his thing. Darius Rush, of course, one of my favorite picks of the draft. You know how much I love Darius Rush. Uh, he's had some really good moments as well. But, yeah, Darrell Baker Jr. and Evan Hull are the two guys that I've heard uh, have really kind of made a name for themselves over the last couple of weeks in camp. Yeah, I was definitely going to say Baker Jr. as well. So, you know, you're always reading my brain. I tell you that every day, but it's okay. Um, but, yes, yeah, definitely Baker Jr., uh, when you mentioned Evan Hall, I started to think about that big run he had at the indoor facility. He did definitely take off on the right side of the field. So he, I definitely can see, you know, him having, you know, some type of, you know, funk going into the preseason and starting in the season. If he gets some reps, I do think he can have a good little stint in Indy. But you guys let me know your thoughts in the comment sections. Let us know your thoughts in the comment section about all you heard today. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, Mike Pippen Jr., Alec Pierce, you know, training camp standouts. Let us know if we missed anyone. If you want to talk about the tight end room, please do so. Share your thoughts about Anthony Richardson. Share your thoughts about Gardner Minshew, Josh Downs. All these things in the comment section. Don't forget to subscribe. Turn on your noties. Like, comment, and subscribe. We do share posts pretty much every day. If you don't see a regular video, it's a YouTube short. It's all good comedy, good laughs until the season gets here where we're going live during the games, after the games, mid mid uh, midweek. So, Stay tuned for all of that. Before we get out of here, Landon, do you have any more words before we go out here and watch the training camp? No. Shaq Leonard's uh, full pads today, 11 on 11, starting first team again. So, uh, yeah, let's keep stacking days. for uh, and, that, and that's going for all of them. Shaq Leonard, Anthony Richardson, Alec Pierce, Darrell Baker Jr. Like, let's keep stacking days, guys. Let, like, let's go. So, season's almost here. August the 12th. I don't know if you guys – no, put that date. If you don't already have it marked on your calendar, that is next Saturday. One week from today, the Colts will play the Bills. Anthony Richardson will suit up and play in an NFL game for the first time. So one week from today, we're going to be hyped. We're going to be ready to go. Let's go, Colts. Let's go, Colts. We're looking forward to it. But you guys, appreciate you for all the support. Stay tuned. In the words of Quiddy Pay, we're just out here trying to ball with the bros. If you don't know what movie you're from. Please check that out. But until next time, that is Landon. This is Marcus Culture Shock, and we will see you. Have a good day.